on today's episode of the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're going to give you the status of Giovanni Vinci. And we're going to get the report of MJF. He's out due to injury. Triple H is going to make a special announcement, although that's coming out this week. Uh, Okada is saying he is better than everyone. Kota Ibushi rushed to the hospital. There is a reason for uh, Dragon Lee's absence tonight at NXT. Reason for Ra- the reason why Raquel Rodriguez hasn't been seen for a while. All that in this day in history and another TikTok follower shout out. Well, nothing left to do but to get your ring gear on. Lace up those boots. And ref, ring the bell. set for at least one hour introducing your hosts from Fort Worth Texas at a total combined weight of 430 pounds Kevin and Chris Newell the cross promo pro wrestling podcast that comfortable with it saying my weight is heavy really don't like that well uh this is the cross promo pro wrestling podcast i'm kevin and i'm chris and we are the father son tag team of pro wrestling podcasts well uh we're here again another day hope you guys enjoyed the last previous episode we're here to go ahead and talk about every anything and everything with nxt tonight of course, it was uh, NXT presenting uh, New Year's Evil. Nice little cute play on words there. Uh, but, um, sorry, I'm just getting some of the rest of the notes here because we just got done watching it. He's writing stuff down. <clears throat> yes, thank you for giving commentary and play-by-play on uh, what had happened. But, um, or what is happening or what is happening. All right. Um, speaking out the side of the mic again, which is quite all right. All right. Well, we got a lot to go through, uh, and not a whole lot of time to do it in. So, uh, we'll briefly go ahead and go over, uh, everything that has happened on NXT. NXT. Okay. Of course, the January 2nd edition of NXT, New Year's Evil, took place at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, as usual. Uh, They kicked things off with uh, Blair Davenport taking on Lyra Valkyra for the NXT Women's title. Uh, Lyra Valkyra, Valkyria, Valkyra, I always get that mispronounced. Uh, She's defending her title, and... uh, it was an interesting match, to say the least. Within, like, the first five minutes, though, there was fear of Lyra actually possibly having a concussion uh, due to a, uh, which was a uh, kind of a coup de grace type of stomp that was performed by Blair Davenport from the top rope onto Valkyra, who was, like, basically bent over at the hip. But as soon as that stomp happened, Lyra Valkyria's head went straight into the mat. And uh, she laid there for a little bit. Ref immediately went to her to see if she was okay. And apparently she was. And the match continued. It just didn't look all that good was the thing. No. Um, It was at that point that Blair took over in the match. But then uh, things spilled outside uh, outside the ring close to the commentator's table where uh, Blair Davenport's knee went through the commentating table on on the side where Booker was. From there, uh, she had damaged her knee, and uh, Lyra Valkyria took over and ended up getting the win by pinfall, uh, leaving uh, Blair Davenport's record uh, 0-1, starting starting off not without a win. Lyra Valkyria starting off with herself being undefeated, 
immediately following the match, uh, Lola Vice came out with her uh, championship contract that she had won and a referee trying to cash in the contract to get the women's uh, t- the NXT women's title, but immediately got intercepted by Tatum Paxley uh, attacking her at ringside. But then all of a sudden here comes uh, Electra Lopez to come to uh, Lola's aid and a fight broke out between all four women. Uh, immediately after that match, there was an announcement. Uh, Ilya Dragunov not cleared by medical staff to compete tonight or to uh, defend his NXT title for the main event. Uh, immediately follow, and therefore the match was canceled. Uh, following thereafter was an interview with Trick Williams and uh, Car- uh, Carmelo Hayes right there at his side. Uh, Trick Williams obviously disappointed is he said as he said disappointed is not the word he would choose for it um, but feels you know he, he really would have won that match and everything but all of a sudden here comes Grayson Waller out of out of all people coming out of nowhere and uh, just talking his trash but then all of a sudden here comes Carmelo Hayes just up here defending his friend and then saying you know what you think you're so good why don't you have a match with trick williams tonight since trick is all warmed up and wanting to go tonight and have a match and grayson waller was very reluctant and said no 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 and then carmelo hayes thinking okay i could probably sweeten the pot for you we'll put up trick williams's number one cont- or title shot for the nxt title up for grabs whoever wins gets the shot at the uh, nxt championship and immediately, Grayson Waller was sold. And he liked that idea. He liked that idea and was signed on. So that was going to be taking place in the championship match and would be the main and set to be the main event for the night. Uh, Chris, you've got the next following match. Ariana Grace versus Roxanne Perez, right? Yep. We had a thing with the notes. Um, Ariana Grace is now entering the year 0-1. Roxanne Perez is entering the year 1-0 with a victory for uh, Perez by pinfall. Says that something about Pop Rocks. She did, uh, That was her finishing move. She performed a Pop Rocks and got oh, the pinfall. Oh, that was the name of it. That was the name of her finishing move, yeah. Pop Rocks. Okay. It was... Um, it was a short match, to my understanding. Uh, the, the confusing for that one was kind of weird because uh, the ending for that one was weird. But uh, the re- there was something that happened where the ref reversed his decision. Uh, let's see. Well, that probably came from some other thing where Perez attacked Grace after Grace getting in her face yeah basically saying you know you're crazy you're deranged or some to that effect where roxanne perez just attacked her put her in a put her in a cross face hold and uh the ref so, constantly was telling her let go let go and she refused and for some, that, it's just weird to overturn that the the outcome of the match the match was already over you know yeah. but i mean to each their own so I does mean. that mean that now the win loss is reversed too or do, like, do we count that in the win-loss? Or I would probably say so. Yeah, so Roxanne Perez starting out not undefeated. So we'll have to get that updated. Yeah. He's updating it. So Ariana Grace is 1-0. Roxanne Perez 0-1. All right, and then... Um, then we had Ava Rain getting interviewed sort of in the backstage area. Yeah, she came out of Shawn Michaels' office. And announced the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will be starting next week. Yeah. And then, like, throughout the... I remember throughout the show on tonight, we had uh, some people trying to make teams like... Uh, I think it was Baron Corbin. That he, he's went back to Baron. And uh, <laughs> Braun Breaker. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of... An a, unlikely... Uh, pairing, but they, uh, but they seem to be forming a team and are going wanting to go ahead and 
toss their hat into the ring to try to win that. Uh, there were some, some other tag teams as well, some established tag teams. Um, I think it was Malik Blade, I believe, and uh, Edris Aino. I, I, I get their, I, I may, may be mispronouncing their names, but it was t- to that effect. And there was like another team. Uh, it they it, it's in here in the notes. So I was just reading through it real quick. Yeah. Uh, then after we kind of got off subject. A bit. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that big announcement. I mean, uh, the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic is is a big thing because if you win that, then you automatically get a shot at the uh, you automatically win your uh, you and your team you win a shot at the uh, NXT Tag Team Championship. Yeah. And then after that, after the interview backstage thing with Ava Rain, you had Blair getting uh, Blair Davenport, yeah, I think, getting confronted by uh, Nikita Lyons. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was due to the fact that Blair Davenport had injured her and took her out for several uh, several months out of action. Uh, looks like there could be a match coming next week because of that. Interesting. We'll, we'll have to see what happens next. Uh, next up, we had Tiffany Stratton taking on Fallon Henney. The loser would have to be basically a servant for the other. So if Tiffany Stratton uh, won, then Fallon Henley would be her servant, serving her drinks or doing anything of her bidding. Uh, if Fallon Henley won, then Tiffany Stratton would end up being a ranch hand on Fallon's ranch. Uh a pretty good decent match i mean again tiffany stratton she may go and give this persona of her being a spoiled daddy's little rich girl and everything but her actions in the ring speak a different other person and i I gotta say she does have the in-ring prowess she's really really good Really, really well schooled and taught, and a good student of the game as well. Not Triple H, but you know what I mean. Um, during that match, though, they made an announcement. Uh, HBK made an announcement via social media that a former NXT champ will be there at the uh, performance center watching the main event tonight. And so I guess it was. Oh, we shouldn't spoil that. No, because uh, but we were speculating. I was over here in my head thinking, okay, great. Was Ginger Mahal in it? And I'm trying to remember, was Ginger Mahal ever in it? And NXT champion. Would have been funny if they did the same thing two nights in a row. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you said too. Uh, well, the match between uh, Tiffany and Fallon, it ended with Fallon picking up the win making herself undefeated so far 1-0, and Tiffany Stratton not starting off the year right, being 0-1 and being Fallon's ranch hand. Um, The way that this had ended was Tiffany Stratton, getting fed up with everything, tried to use a chair. The ref immediately sees it and yanks it away, and Tiffany tried to talk to the ref, but as soon as she turns around, a a shining wizard comes out of nowhere from uh, Fallon Henley and Fallon Henley picks up the pinfall and wins the match. Uh, Following that, of course, we had the, uh, as we discussed, uh, Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker discussing uh, forming an alliance to go into the Dusty Rhodes Classic and try to see about winning the NXT Tag Team Championship after winning the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, Then immediately thereafter, they showed uh, Gigi Dolan having a confrontation in the lo- women's locker room area with Cora Jade. And uh, rivalry has probably brewed up from there. And when it comes to the drafting, I'm in big trouble because I have both of them on my draft team. Oof. So uh, more on that to follow. And if you're listening to us uh, today and you didn't catch the last two episodes, or even the New Year's Eve episode. Go back to the New Year's Eve episode and everything will be fully explained and you'll be immediately caught up. It's the beauty of podcasts. You can pause here, go back and listen to that, and then come back to this episode and continue watching. Wonderful. Anyway, um, why I went broken Matt Hardy, I don't know. It just seemed to fit. 
All right, Chris, you had a, uh, it was a special interview that they were having. Oh, the one with Rich Holland? Yeah. He was interviewed about his injuries and uh, his injuries throughout his career and explained uh, the the Dragunov injury, uh, how it was not intentional. And if he has to go through the whole roster to get redemption, he'll, he'll do it. Yeah, it was kind of like touching base of his whole entire WWE career, how he started in NXT UK and then worked his way into NXT and then into the main roster on SmackDown with the Brawling Brutes. Um, and one injury that that just was like, wow, was in one night he had broken his left ankle and uh, he busted his right knee. He basically couldn't walk. And, you know, he kept bringing up the fact he's a family man. He's the father of two twin boys now and is, and is a married man. And, you know, he kept kept thinking and thinking, you know, he's doing this to support his family and everything. So uh, I think the interview was just basically to kind of build up uh, a fan base around him and supporting him of, Okay, well, you know, he's trying to, he's just doing this to kind of support his family. Kind of like Kevin uh, Kevin Owens at one point had the similar promo like that. Uh, so he's trying to get a fan base building up there. And I, I don't know if this means that Rich Holland is permanently on, permanently on the NXT roster and SmackDown roster or just strictly to NXT. But it doesn't seem like he is, um, I don't know, it just, the, the way they made it seem like, he wasn't on the... He's not a part of the Brawling Brutes anymore. I'm really hoping that's not true. I don't know, because Seamus kind of disappeared, too. Well, he disappeared due to injury. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on that interview? Uh, I mean, it explains it a little bit. But... Hopefully sooner rather than later, he ends up back with the Brutes. I mean, they were, I don't know, they did bring it up in the interview, but he has been kind of the center of real, uh, of causing some injuries. I mean, you look at st- starting from uh, uh, Big E doing a belly-to-belly suplex and uh, a backdrop suplex, as, if you will, and that's what led to Big E uh, getting his neck broken. Then you fast forward to uh, him injuring Elton, uh, well, the injury to Elton Prince and his shoulder, which confined him to a wheelchair for some reason. Luckily, he was Elton Strong and pulled through, though. Yes. I think he took some cues from Roderick Strong with the next Strong campaign. But um, then this whole uh, Ilya Dragunov injury has now come up, so that's like a third injury that Rich Holland has either just been in the area vicinity of you know that injury taking place because the Elton Prince one that really necessarily was not uh, uh, Holland's fault it was the way that uh, Elton Prince had landed he tried to kind of correct himself mid-air to try to land a little bit softly so he can get back up and continue the match but he kind of landed on his shoulder wrong which led to the shoulder injury the big e one i don't know that one i can't explain um dragon off one i i didn't really couldn't explain either but next we have the oba femi match against uh, riley osborne of uh, chase u in the men's breakout tournament finale uh oba femi won that one uh, I was kind of thinking it was going to be a bit of a squash match, uh, going off of what they said about him. Not really. I, I don't know. Uh, he won by pinfall. Um, I would say that was a pretty good match there. Uh, a good difference of what they were trying to do there. Uh, you had the, you had one guy that was focusing more on strength, and the other, which I think was probably trying to just be faster. You had your classic giant versus cruiserweight kind of matchup there. Yeah. Okay. You know, I was noticing too the 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 fan uh, the crowd in that in that place was kind of divided a little bit. Of course, you had Chase U with uh, Thea Hale and J.C. Jane uh, in the crowd, but then you had some fans that were 
telling uh, Chase U to just be quiet and sit down, shut up and sit down, you know, kind of thing. Which I, th- I, I got a kick out of. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but uh, now Oba Fenny has a contract to challenge any NXT title, I guess. And uh, and I already explained my, my position on the whole uh, contract for a title match kind of concept. I, I personally, it, it in the beginning, it was like, okay, okay, try and change things up. I get it. It's a, it's a nice little concept, and, you know, Edge being the very first winner. Uh, and then it progressed from there. And after a while, it just got very tiresome. So the whole money in the bank thing, I, I, I'm just not, I'll be personally honest, I'm not a big fan of it. And that main that may be someone else's cup of tea, but it's def- it, it, it's not mine, personally. I'm, I'm all about if you want to go for a title, you got to earn that. Either you pin the champion themselves, or you go through some type of number one contender tournament, or the Royal Rumble, or anything to that effect where you fought and clawed your way to get to that position to earn that title. As opposed to just get winning a piece of paper that says, "Hey, you can win," and I know a lot of people are going, or you can do it. <laughs> you, you can go into the match, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, the ladder match, the ladder match itself is just a way of them winning it," and it's like, yes and no. To me personally, okay. Again, my preference is different than anyone else's. It's just my opinion. Don't hate me for it whoever's listening it may be your your difference of opinion i mean your what are your thoughts chris on that on the whole entire concept of money in the bank or any type of like contract to uh be uh to go for a championship uh i think it definitely is an interesting idea but we have kind of seen where it's not so you know good like with the the, so? the thing that happened with AEW recently. Yeah, that one uh, with uh, at World's End between Christian Cage and Adam Copeland. That thing. Yeah, that one I wasn't a big fan of. It was like, okay, really, we just went through this great match, and Adam Copeland winning his first AEW championship, and immediately gets has it taken away the same night because of a contract. Kind of gets rid of the impact of having the match. Exactly. It kind of it kind of is like, okay, you had this great match and the fans enjoyed it. They loved it. They were so locked in on it. And it could be the most talked about match of the night. And then all of a sudden you do that and it's like, well, the fans are now turned off. Like, well, we just went through all that excitement and put all of our energy and cheering and all this other stuff into this match and now you're just taking like you were taking 10 steps forward in the match throughout the match and then this contract thing just made you leap like 20 steps back now we're going to have to look for another match that we can say hey this was the match that stood out the most but again my opinion alright uh Following up with that, uh, out, out the out of the mud, that tag team uh, had a video package, and they were declaring that they. Oh, that's what that meant. Yeah, OTM. They're declaring they will be the new tag team champ NXT tag team champions after they face the D'Angelo family uh, next week. Uh, next uh, next week on NXT. Uh, Immediately thereafter, Keanu James and Dizzy Dame got an interview backstage in the interview area uh, where they're basically putting the women's, uh, how J- um, Keanu James was saying last year, I was saying I am a uh, a very feared force within the women's division here in NXT. And now I've got Dizzy Dame at my side to help support me and everything. So now we are a force to be reckoned what this means, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to revive or restart the women's tag division in NXT. I don't know. 
One thing's for sure, you don't see much of the... Uh, you, you're seeing rarely of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship on NXT, on NXT and on SmackDown. It's been mainly on Raw as of late. And that title is supposed to go to all three, go through all three brands, because it was a unification match a while back last year to do that signified that, and we haven't seen hardly anything. So I don't know what's happening there. If they're gonna just bring up a whole new tag team championship in NXT, or are they gonna bring up? Uh, do that in NXT and then bring up another tag team championship on just strictly for SmackDown. That way you would have two belts. I don't know. Be like it was when the first time they split the brands back in the mid 2000s where you had a world tag team champion and a WWE tag team championship. And then you had, you know, your Intercontinental on Raw and your World title on Raw. And then you had the WWE Championship on SmackDown and the U.S. title on uh, SmackDown. So, I mean, now you've got two male main titles and then uh, two mid-card male, male titles on both Raw and SmackDown. But all you have for women's are the two women titles and the tag team titles. So, the talk of... Bringing, uh, bringing a women's mid-card title, that, that will probably be later. We can probably discuss that on our main event. We need to get through this whole thing with NXT. Once I get on that little little thing, I don't just, I, I you know, like Shelton Benjamin, ain't no stopping me. No. All right. Um, following, okay, so following that with between Keanu James and Dizzy Dan, uh, Trick Williams uh, and Carmelo Hayes having a discussion in the locker room where Trick Williams is questioning Carmelo, why did you go off and do that to me? Why did you put my title shot on the line tonight? And everything like that. And Carmelo's explaining to him, because I have that much confidence and that much faith that you will actually win this match. Just like I have that much faith and confidence that you would have won against Ilya Dragunov and at the end of the night would have been the new NXT champion. And you know, Trick Williams still not still not too comfortable with it. And at one point, you know, was saying because uh, Carmelo Hayes offered to go out to the ring with him. He goes, "No, I need to do this on my own." And I can understand that from Trick Williams because he's like, "I want to win. I want to win this whole thing and get to the championship and do all this on my own, so I could say I did it on my own and didn't have any help." Carmelo Hayes kind of got was a little bent out of shape about it a little bit. But uh, was still supportive of his friend. All right. Um, then you had a few things going on back. We had like there were a lot of backstage segments that happened tonight on NXT. Uh, Chase U will be run by JC Jane and will be in the Dusty Classic thing, the tournament. Yeah. Uh, because apparently. The leader chase guy he can't focus on two things at once no he has something going on with finances and everything like that so i guess he's out of the, the team well now. what she was what jc jane was saying because it looked like she took charge she said okay you've got um i forgot the big guy's name now andre chase no not andre chase oh andre guy. chase was the guy that got promoted yeah. to manager uh you're i'm talking about the big guy carrying the trophy i forget his name Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. She said Duke Hudson and uh, Riley Osborne, who lost the match earlier with uh, Oba Femi, uh, they're going to team up. They're going to be a tag team and go into the Dusty Classic. Ch and Andre Chase is just going to worry about, I guess, something else. I mean, fixing his he outfit. Got, he got promoted to ringside. Yeah, <laughs> or backstage, one of the two. Uh, then you had Axiom and Nathan Fraser, or Fraser, 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 Fraser. They will be entering the tournament to the Dusty Classic tournament. Yeah. Uh, th th then after that you had Grayson Waller against Trick Williams uh, for the the title shot. Mm -hmm. Grayson Waller entering NXT or do NXT and WWE? Are we having them share records or? 
Or yeah, yeah, they right. they are. Well, he's entering the year 0 and 1, and Trick Williams is 1 and 0. Uh, Trick Williams won by pinfall, and Cam- Cam- uh, Carmelo ended up coming out for support anyway. Yeah, he he did it anyway, and it was still upsetting Trick Williams. I saw that. Uh, but we, I guess we found out who the the NXT former champion guy was. It was it was Kevin Owens. Yeah, came out of nowhere and uh, bust. Busted up Grayson Waller. <laughs> he doesn't like Grayson Waller, I don't think. Well, he doesn't like Grayson Waller or Austin Theory. And the way things are going, he may not like Logan Paul. And nah, I'm nah. all supportive of that. Uh, to be honest, I don't think anybody there likes Logan Paul. Well, there are a lot of fans. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. There are a lot of fans out there. And we'll probably talk about this more on SmackDown because he's, Logan Paul is supposed to be there on SmackDown this week. But... Um, there are fans out there that are supportive of Logan Paul, and uh, personally, I, I, personally, I don't see why. But uh, as a pro- professional wrestling fan and someone who has tried his hand in professional wrestling but couldn't because he was old and out of shape, that would be me. Hence, if you remember the intro, I was I'm 290 pounds right now. And I shouldn't be, but um, I can understand why some people respect him because he went into a professional wrestling ring, but there are some things that he's getting that really shouldn't come to someone who's just fresh into the company for, what, two, three years now, give or take. It hasn't been a rise that fast since uh, Goldberg. In WCW. All right. Well, that pretty much sums up everything with uh, NXT for the night. Uh, we need to go ahead and ca- continue on here. Uh, we have other stuff we talk about now. I, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about. Um, we definitely need to talk about uh, things going on. Well, we got to talk about match of the night. Match of the night. I forgot. Um match of the night we both agreed it was the main event match an impromptu match of course that's the match between uh trick williams and uh grayson waller uh that stood out the most because this had a lot a lot riding on the match the uh women's title match ended it seemed to end a little abruptly a little quickly uh the same with the roxanne perez and uh ariana great ariana grace match uh, the main event match seemed to be the one that stood out the most to us. So uh, that match gets match of the night. So if you all are keeping track at home, uh, probably we probably need to make a note of this. No, no, no. We too. have, we have. So what we're doing is we're with every promotion we're taking a match. Of, we're taking a match of the night out of it. So uh, we're saying. That this match is uh, match of the night. Yeah, match of the night. And then, uh, if you were listening to our show uh, last night or yesterday, uh, we did announce that um, the match, the match of the night, ended up being the uh, women's world championship between Rhea Ripley and Ivy Nile. So uh, what we do, we're going to collect these and keep track of these. And at the end of the week, we pick match of the week. And we'll have to decide between uh, all promotions and the ones that we pick match of the night from. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, the news portion of our show. Today in Pro Wrestling News. News music. You get a big kick out of that real easily, and that just frightens me sometimes. Okay, um, well, a little bit of uh, slow going in the new, new world of professional wrestling news. Uh, Chris, you've got our first story. It was a uh, follow-up from last night's Monday Night Raw. He got uh, about the injury where he got hit with a drop kick. Uh, he got his bell wrong. Giovanni Vinci. 
Yeah, yeah. we'll see. See. Guys, it says here, uh, Giovanni Vinci got his bell run, following a drop kick in the head by Kingston. Kofi Kingston. Uh-huh. Uh, coming off the second rope. The, the ref ended up stopping the match after that. Yeah. But it was like immediately after later that night, uh, Giovanni Vinci, I think, took to social media. Yeah. Uh, he said he, later on he ended up being fine, but he 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 said something on Twitter, or sorry X. Yeah. Formerly Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if we can quote that. No, from Kofi. Kofi basically gave his best Ron Simmons impression. Or Farouk impression, um, but yeah, he's react. He's put out there. He's fine. It was um, feared to be a concussion, but was not. All right. So, um, that's, so that's good. That is good. He's fine. So he may come back to lose again next week. Yeah. Uh, good for us. Bad for him. <laughs> uh, moving on to AEW news. MJF is expected to take time off. Uh, he and he has been removed from the AEW roster page. You are not seeing things. There was no glitch in the website or anything like that. Uh, he so is he's going. Just not active now. He's just it's... not active right now due to the fact he's taking some time off to nurse some injuries that he has sustained over the last year. Um, one of them uh, here of the latest one that was back in November, at the end of November. Uh, is that like the neck injury? No, no, no. It was a uh, it was a torn labrum in his left shoulder. He oh, had, he had torn a muscle in that's, his shoulder. That, that's not so good. That's bad. That is. But the fact that he went on to continue uh, the rest of the year and compete in the uh, World's End pay-per-view, that, that says something about MJF. He's got heart. Um, he also MJF has also claimed that he has not re-signed a new AEW deal yet and is waiting to see who the highest bidder is between AEW and WWE. The moment yesterday when they, uh, AEW had removed him from the roster page, internet shut down. And this was before Raw. Okay, so internet had shut down going, or internet exploded going, oh my gosh, MJF is no longer with AEW. This could be his push to WWE. People were excited. Other people were like, uh, when he gets there, they're not going to do anything much with him. They're going to keep him mid or low in the match card and all this other stuff. People got mixed feelings on where he'll, what's going to happen to MJF after he gets to WWE. Um, just a little, uh, just a little bit of side note about this information about information about the past year for MJF. He had spent 406 days as AEW champion and had 10 successful title defenses. Now, that means he was a champ the whole year and has been and is right now the longest reigning, had been the longest reigning AEW world champion up to date now. At first it was Kenny Omega, now it's MJF. MJF had broken that record and is now the one that's kind of leading that all right um just a this one was a brief story but it was uh in regards to uh something that's happening later this week uh the triple h announcement it was going to be on uh, thursday's peacock special so that's what was on what was on thursday again Uh, it's like a preview special i guess they're going over highlights of everything that happened in 2023 of last year and things to look forward to the upcoming year whether it be new pay-per-views or new shows or anything on peacock or something involving wwe i don't know but we'd like to know yours uh your opinion what do you think triple h's big announcement is going to be is you know what are your predictions on that Give us a message or tell us through TikTok. We'll even probably put a video out about it and just see what you guys say, what your feedback on is of it. All right. Uh, next up, Okada saying no one is better than him in the ring. 
uh, Okada, who has been a prominent figure in New Japan Pro Wrestling for years now, uh, has was speaking uh, to New Japan Pro Wrestling's official website, a representative of them interviewing them, and was uh, he was quite open about where he stands currently in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to say this in a direct quote here. Quote, honestly, I don't think of myself as the best in the world, but there isn't anyone better than me. Nobody can top what I do. I think I'm recognized and respected, mainly because I've wrestled the best in New Japan, so I want more of my great matches in New Japan to be seen worldwide. There's no good wrestling outside of New Japan Pro Wrestling, in my view, because I'm here. I think 80% of the top wrestlers in the world today have had experience in New Japan. In New Japan. Just being in New Japan puts you at a top level. If you haven't wrestled here, you can't be a top guy, and I've been at the top here. Everyone knows that if you wrestle me, you get that experience. So it's understandable they come for me. End quote. So he's kind of thinking, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling, how everyone thinks WWE is the end all be all of the rank. If you were to, if you're a professional wrestler, you start in the indies, you start locally, and then you work your way up, and all of a sudden you're in the, you're in the indies, and then you get up to NXT, and then. You're just trying to get up there to WWE. Okada thinks differently. He thinks you start at the Indies. You work your way to AEW. You work your way through Ring of Honor. You work your way through TNA. You work your way through, uh, you know, uh, NXT and then WWE. The end-all be-all is New Japan Pro Wrestling. So he thinks New Japan Pro Wrestling is the best promotion in the world. Alright, uh, speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling, there is a New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, wrestler that uh, has been uh, on the news this uh, just so far. Uh, during After sustaining an injury at uh, NOAA event. What is that? NOAA is another uh, wrestling promotion in Japan. Uh, well, after an event at NOAA with Noah, uh, Kota Ibushi was rushed to the hospital. Uh, severe injuries Oof. lasted over 30 minutes. He he avert, emerged victorious in a match. Yeah, uh, he attempted the the injury was an inj ankle injury uh, sustained when he attempted a moonsault uh, going to the outside outside of the ring. He grabbed his ankle upon landing and ended up... That's how he got the injury. Right. And then after that, he continued to to wrestle with the match. Gotta give it to him for that. Um, Alright. <clears throat> so, we watched NXT and they made the announcement because the surprise was in the... Uh, we had the... Uh, that... Uh, what was it? was that match it was the uh, I don't think we went over that one what? we didn't go over that match I'll be darned what? we'll just briefly go over it the no quarter catch crew versus LWO match we didn't go over that one uh, well I'll be a part of this real quick uh, Dragon Lee could not be a part of the LWO due to the fact of uh, legal reasons um he had a visa issue and was stuck in Mexico, and he couldn't come to Florida to perform at NXT. Uh, he said on uh, Twitter or X, quote, sad news to kick off the year, but due to visa issues, I am unable to leave Mexico right now, end quote. Uh, work visas have, have to be renewed at the United States Embassy, and uh, the person that he was trying to get his visa renewed by um, he couldn't, so he had to go back to Mexico to get it approved. And K 
can't travel back to the United States or even work until he physically has a passport with the visa stamp. So his visa basically expired and he needed to get it renewed. So the only way to do that was to go back to Mexico. And in doing so, he had to wait for the people to be available to do it. And so right now he's stuck in Mexico until it gets renewed. Now, as far as the match, we're going to do this. We're going to be slick. This is not, this is a rare thing that happened here. So actually, this is the first time. First time. First time. This is the second day in the year and the second episode of the year. And we're over here already making foul ups like this. Uh, We're talking about the no quarter catch crew uh, versus LWO match where Dragon Lee was replaced by Carlito for the LWO. Uh, of course, LWO represented Carlito, Joaquin Wilde, and uh, Cruz del Toro. Uh, taking on uh, No Quarter Catch Crew members, Drew Gulak, Damian Kemp, and Miles, Bro- uh, Miles Bourne. Uh, the highlight, one of the highlights of this match, of course, was Joaquin Wilde being launched in the air by standing on the second rope and both Carlito and Cruz kind of pulling up on the second rope to kind of give them like the springboard uh, springboard effect. Big jump. A big jump where he dove like halfway down the rampway and, uh, you know, did an aerial move to topple their opponents. Uh, LWO picked up the win with Cruz pinning Kemp. So that was the one match we completely forgot about. Sorry about that, folks. That will not happen again. All right, so we're going back to the news. Right back to the news. Ain't that fun how we just did that kind of sort of no? Okay. Um, speaking about people that haven't, uh, that were not seen in action. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Completely messed up the name. <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez said that she was diagnosed with mast cell. Activation syndrome uh, episodes of a, a condition uh, which basically causes uh, repeated episodes of symptoms such as hives, eczema, and other L- L- eczema, eczema, and other allergies. Uh, so she has a skin. It's basically a skin rash condition. A severe one. She said in December that it got really bad uh, to where she couldn't travel or go to the gym or even wrestle. Uh, quote, basically I, I was red, it's swollen. Uh, there was a lot happening in this area. Well, I'm guessing while pointing to the face. Physically. End quote. So. Well, we hope she gets a speedy recovery. We'd like her back in action soon. Uh, this one actually, bro- this news broke today as well, so I'm going to kind of... More do- breaking news. Yeah, we get breaking news like every day now, it seems. All right, uh, so this is in regards to Trinity uh, Fatu, or Trinity in TNA. Um, Fightful Select has reported that Trinity's contract with TNA is set to expire in the not so distant future, the uh, knockouts champion is going to be finishing up with the promotion. If she do, if she hasn't resigned, um, her last performance date performance date will be at the upcoming Hard to Kill pay per view this month. Um, as far as her next move after that, those within WWE right now. Are expecting she will return to the company. Uh, one person within the company, WWE, but has uh, honestly has believes beliefs that a deal is so close that something drastic would have to occur to prevent her from resigning. Uh, WWE had previously sought to ha- bring her back before coming before she went into TNA last year but was prevented due to an unofficial hiring freeze and what they mean by that is when say you sign a contract for wwe and it's for x amount of years now you don't re-sign or you get released from the company you have a 90 day no performance clause meaning 
you leave the company, you get released, or you don't renew or anything like that, you do not go to any promotion, whether it be AEW, TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, or any independent promotion until after three months. So you're pretty much just sitting there for three months doing nothing. That's all you're pretty much doing. And having people and fans sitting there going, okay, well, where are they? I haven't seen them in a long time. And that's when you find out, oh, they got released. Really? Well, thanks for telling me. All right. Uh, well, with that being said, we'll go ahead and head into this day in history. Today in pro wrestling history. Well, today, January the 2nd, in this day in history, in 1980, uh, there was a taping of NWA's Power Hour in Gainesville, Georgia, where uh, one match in particular, Arn Anderson, beat the Great Muda to win the NWA World Television Championship. Uh, three years later, in the main event of the New Japan Pro Wrestling Weekly Show in Tokyo, Japan, Antonio Inoki, the late great Antonio Inoki, had defeated Jesse the Body Ventura. Here's one that took place tw uh, less than 20, or actually, not. I can't say it anymore. I can't say it 20 years ago. Uh, 21 years ago. WWE SmackDown was held in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it had a one of the one of the many most memorable weddings of course the most memorable one that stands out to everybody's mind is macho man and miss elizabeth getting married at, at SummerSlam. but this one was an odd one it had al wilson the father of tori wilson an active uh wrestler or in this case during that time they were called divas go for you uh well, Tori Wilson's father was set to marry Dawn Marie, and they were going to do it in the middle of a SmackDown ring in just their underwear. And that's what happened. So you want to see a 60 or 70-year-old man in his underwear getting married to a woman in her late 20s. That was the that was that was the you know the shock and awe of WWE back then. Because one of their highlights for most of their women's matches were brawn panty matches. You look you look I, very I very perplexed. I didn't see any of those, so I don't know. It, it's one of those dark sides of women's wrestling. You you look at that part of women's wrestling history there compared to now, and you're like, what in the world? Because if you watch the women's wrestling now. And then you go back to watch that. You're like, wow, that is very degrading. Again, my own opinion, though. Um, there was no run-in by Tori Wilson and no interference of any kind during this wedding. Uh, but also during that show, uh, John Cena had wrestled and beaten Rikishi, then Brock Lesnar beating Matt Hardy in the main event. On this day in 2006, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, Monday Night Raw was uh, taking place, and there was a first blood match that happened between Kurt Angle and John Cena. The referee, uh, of course, was knocked down. Uh, then of, after that... The referee that, always getting knocked down. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle uses, uh, uses a chair and basically hits Cena over the head with it causing him to bust be busted open and bleed referee still taking a little siesta on the on in the ring on the floor on the map uh angle tries to steal uh cena's attitude adjustment finisher and tries to use it on john cena <laughs> but it was instantly reversed and turned into the uh stfu or stf uh, submission move where you basically you bend the guy's leg kind of and interlock it with your leg and grab his face and try to bend both of them back at the same time like he's doing this kind of thing you know um, Angle then, then started to tap but the uh, 
official was dragged over and the bell was called because uh, he sees John Cena bleeding and not Kurt Angle and gives the win to Kurt Angle. Uh, 2016 in Louisville, Kentucky, Ryan Howe beats Rob Conway in a main event at o- in an OVW match or Ohio Valley Wrestling. Uh, it's a weekly show and uh, after winning became a two-time OVW champion. He had lost the belt to Conway less than four weeks after that. OVW is basically the uh, early, it's like the pre- if you were doing this, okay, back then before NXT ever existed, if you were com- wanting to come into WWE, you had to go through OVW, which was their developmental promotion. John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, they all went through that promotion. CM Punk had went through that promotion as well. After CM Punk left Ring of Honor, he went in through OVW and then eventually got into WWE. Now, it seems if you're wanting to get into WWE, you have to go through OVW first, then NXT, and then WWE. Or sometimes you skip OVW altogether and go straight to NXT. But if you're like a big name wrestler like Jade Cargill, may bypass OVW altogether. Uh, in 2016, that same year, PWG, Pro uh, Wrestling Gorilla, which was a promotion that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens used to wrestle for, uh, they had an event called Lemmy, and it was a tribute to uh, the lead singer of Motorhead, the band that sang uh, Triple H, that sings Triple H's uh, entrance music, The Game, or Bow, uh, Bow to the King. Uh, he had died that previous previous month, and that is a sad moment for any heavy metal fan such as myself. Uh, that was a sad day. But uh, I'm going to ring out a few names here and see if you can recognize some of these, because uh, this was the match card. Brian Cage going up against Chris Dickinson, Timothy Thatcher defeating Drew Gulak, Sammy Callahan defeating Trevor Lee, Drew Galloway defeating Jack Evans, Adam Cole defeating Mike Bailey, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Akira Tozawa, and Roderick Strong retaining the PWE cha- PWG Championship against Chris Hero. 2019, All Japan Pro Wrestling held an annual New Year's Wars event in Tokyo. And uh, there was a six-man tag match, notable because the average age of wrestlers taking part, all of them were 48 years old. Uh, I would try to announce these guys' names. One of them that stands out the most, though, is Tajiri. Uh, Former WWE champion, cruiserweight, and hardcore and tag team champion Tajiri participated in that match. Uh, All right, so... Uh, as far as birthdays go, we have, first off, uh, only two birthdays. One of them being um, Jim Londos, also known as the Golden Greek. Born January 2nd, 1884, and had uh, sadly passed away August 19th in 1975. Uh, passed away in uh, Escondido, California. Uh, he had debuted in professional wrestling in 1912 and had retired in 1959. Uh, he was 5'8 and weighed 200 pounds even. So he weighed 90 pounds lighter than I do right now, according to the intro. Uh, next birthday is uh, a little more recent. Uh, Kaz. Hayashi, or Kazuhiro Hayashi, uh, born May 18th, 1973, not necessarily a birthday then if it's May 18th, that doesn't make sense, yeah, why is it on the notable birthdays when his birthday's not even, so we only got one birthday, 
That's the second mistake that's been done today. You can tell we're starting off the new year just all kinds of crazy here at the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Great show so far, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, huh? Okay. Um, well, it's about time for us to almost get out of here, but um, um, we're, I was going to say we were going to save something towards the end. I can't remember what it was about, though. I've already made my little tirade about the uh, money in the bank championship matches and everything like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll probably just save it for another day then. I'll probably remember. Oh, before we get out of here, though, we do want to have a, our uh, uh, TikTok follower shout out. So in doing so, of course, we've got to uh, go ahead and do the, our, our little recording for TikTok as we do it. Let me get my notes here for our TikTok follower. Move everything around. Hopefully nothing falls over. We this are time. not moving the desk this time. Because yesterday we did that and it ended up disastrous. Get the camera angled here. Microphone here. You're not even in the shot, Smarty. My shoulder is. This is riveting podcast audio here. People just hearing us try to get ready to record. Move over some because last time you were hanging off the screen. I'm surprised no one ever caught that or mentioned that. All right. All right, so we're here and we're uh, we're winding down the show here for our podcast. So the last thing before we take off here, uh, we wanted to give a TikTok follower shout out. And of course, uh, I know I, we uh, yesterday I noted uh, three podcast uh, wrestling podcast. Uh, today we're going to be just notify noticing uh, a shouting out to one follower, and we'll be doing that every episode, just doing one follower at a time instead of multiple. Because we go through pretty much all of our followers because we only have only 100 some. So please follow us on TikTok if you want to get a good shout out too. And get uh, treated to some interesting content. We've got a lot planned for our TikTok content by the In way. Interesting content. Then count uh, quickly just cut to us shuffling the chairs around. Trying to not knock stuff over on the desk. Very true. Okay. Uh, well, um one of the people we want to do a shout out to and please pay no attention to that thing above my head we know it's one of those things you know um, it's just there it's just there just accept our flaws we're all human <laughs> anyway everyone's like okay what's the damn shout out <laughs> So, yeah, it's taken what two minutes, two, minute and a half now, and we haven't gotten to it. I know, right? Uh, so the shout out we're wanting to give to is uh, Wrestle Dads, uh, Wrestle Dads, and it's a uh, podcast. It's Wrestle Dads Pod, and it's uh, presented by uh, another, also father and sons, trio, trio, team. Faction. Thing. Thing. Stable. We'll call it a stable. Father, son, stable. Uh, Chip and his sons, Alex and Parker. Shouting out to you guys. Uh, they present a weekly wrestling podcast. And uh, find them wherever you get your podcast, as well as us, too. Please. Okay. Follow us, too, as well as them. You know, because, I mean. Paper, papers right here. Yeah. What are you doing? I uh, know you were pointing. I wanted to point to. Oh dear God. Uh, Chip, if you have problems like this when you're trying to do your show, I completely understand. Anyway, <laughs> so um, go to their TikTok page as well. They do release content that is uh, re pro wrestling related as well. Um, they have one. Uh, they have a segment that's uh, 12 hours and three minutes where they summarize pretty much anything going on in the week of professional wrestling within three minutes and uh i've looked at the videos and they're really really good it's really really good stuff with you guys and uh i am very envious chip of your uh what is it your funko pop collection i'm very jealous 
I'm I'm married. I I I can't have any Funko Pops. I, I didn't know, know you. Where's liked the them? tiny violins? I don't hear them. I didn't know you liked Funko Pops. I like Funko Pops. Yes, I'm trying. I'm wanting to collect those as well as figures and rings and stuff like that. I don't have a well, man cave, Chris. Um, well, I remember you saying you wanted to collect rings and figures yes, and but stuff. I also want a fa- a man cave too. I don't even have that. The injustice here. Hashtag no man cave. Need man cave. Make that a thing. All right. Well, again. Giving a shout out to you guys, Chip, Alex, and Parker. Keep up the good work on your podcast as well as your TikTok. Uh, looked forward to hearing from you guys some more. And uh, if you guys go ahead, follow them on their TikTok as well as their podcast. And do the same for us, please. All right. Uh, so we'll uh, go ahead and wrap things up here on our show. And um, as always... We'll go ahead and do it in the similar fashion of just ending a match. I I don't know. We tapped out or something. No. We never tap out. If anything, we pass out. We don't tap out. We pass out. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, okay. So, um, day two of the new format and of the new year. And we've already hit a few speed bumps here and there and and it, and it was the funny speed bumps too. and the funny speed bumps and people saw the uh no smoke detector thing on our tiktoks and you know what i really don't care because we're human we show our flaws <laughs> all right um but uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll continue to enjoy the show if uh you know, if you want to know where to find us on TikTok, you can find us on TikTok, uh, Cross Promo, po- uh, Cross Promo Pro-, Pro Wrestling Podcast Show. Chris, where can they email us? Uh, oh, it was Gmail, right? Uh, oh cross Promo Pod at uh, gmail.com. Well, for the Cross Promo Show, I'm Kevin. I'm, and I'm Chris. We gone. We gone. email really you had it memorized a whole year last year i'm just doing this to be funny now (laughs) good grief you keep thinking i forgot it yeah i do